It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, welcome to the latest edition of Off The Leash for Greyhound Racing Victoria on RSN 927, our country radio relays across the state, our social media as well. You're with Andrew Hughes. Joining us, though, from the GRV, it's uh, Molly Haynes and George Ferruja. How are you both? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, good morning uh, to the both of you. Uh, yeah, we had uh, good action across the ditch, didn't we, uh, at the Silver Collar Mall? and that um, did. Yeah, look, I think the favourite got the job done, but uh, she didn't want another five or ten metres in the race. No, and that actually really surprised me, to tell you the truth. I think she looked really strong in the heats the previous week. I mean, it is a 779-metre distance. You'd understand her getting a little bit on the tired side, but she is a phenomenal greyhound, and Craig Roberts has done a great job, and I really, really would like to see her come back over in Victoria. Yeah, look, he's a obviously a good trainer, and it, it's a gruelling uh, run, isn't it? Seven seventy nine, yeah. you know, another eighty metres on top of some of the the ones we see here. But um, yeah, look, it was a terrific effort. She jumped to the front and uh, gave nothing else a chance. That was uh, the way she did it in her heat run. And yeah, look, a daughter of Zylia Allen. I mm. mean, uh, a great, great stay. chaser. Yeah, and uh, now she's been a, a terrific mum. That's a very good litter. That Kelso's Fusilier Zylia Allen, Allen litter. A lot of them are here with the daily. Uh, camp and yep. do very, very well. Yeah, and we can't um, forget to mention Vander Gambo, owned and bred by RSN's James Vandermark, finished third. Rip and Sam, um, half of Victorian representation. He couldn't quite get into the race. I really thought he'd excel over in New Zealand and he just hasn't sparked as much as I thought. No, he didn't He didn't look the Rip and Sam that we knew no. and love um, in Melbourne and obviously taking out the Galaxy in, in Perth as yeah. well. So, yeah, hopefully all's well with Rip and Sam and uh, we've seen Billy's Bake, another greyhound we've seen a lot yeah. of. Uh, in Victoria, sit second behind uh, Dinah Wesleyan, but uh, he did tire uh, in the run. He ended up uh, near the tail of the field. But uh, well done to Dinah Wesleyan, a terrific effort. Did you see any photos on social media of the dog with the silver, with the collar? Because yes. we were talking last yeah. week on the show about that um, magnificent tradition of the silver collar given to the Auckland Club by Prince Philip way back in the 70s, and uh, it's uh, only taken out for the race so yep. the connections don't take it away from the track no. but the photo is worth everything. Yeah it is look there's a photo we've actually got it on the GRV website so just go to grv.org.au along with a little story that Andrew put together but look it's a special moment and um, I I tell you what it's a photo that I'd love to be in one day I'm yeah. just going to put it out there it might be on my bucket list. Yeah, look, it's a, it's prestigious, isn't it? And um, well, I'm you know part New Zealander now, so well, that's have, right. Yeah, I have to be absolutely. <laughs> now, uh, look, great segue. Um, I think we can say that later on. Speaking of Prince Philip and the silver collar, will be actually our guest on the program. We should mention is Greyhound royalty later on this morning, and Marg Long will be taking our call. Yes, look, I'm so excited to have Marg uh, Marg Long on. She she's an absolute role model for me, and I mean, George, you are probably in a very very lucky position having worked beside yeah, her for a she's while. Been, she's been a, a, t- a terrific leader, that's for sure. Um, uh, looking forward to asking you some of these questions because she's business as usual, Marg, and yeah. uh, she probably doesn't take the time to. to answer the things like this so yeah I suppose we need to start the celebration of her terrific career. Yeah Marg and I actually threw around the idea of replacing you on the show and it was going to be Marg and Mole yeah. on Off the Leash. So. Yeah anytime <laughs> yeah. I'll just go and sit in the foyer here at RSN. <laughs> there you go so Marg will be on the program soon um, we're about to talk though about 
some big time racing coming up now in, in, in Queensland, Molly. Yes, look, the prize money's been increased as well in these um, Brisbane races. So the Flying Amy Classic, it's still Group 3, but 110000 in prize money, which is huge considering uh, Group 3 races are generally around the $25,000 mark. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's really good prize money. I think uh, for the Silver Chief final, for instance, it's seventy five to the winner, but 110000 overall. Yeah. So now we're starting to talk into what type of prize money. And in fairness to Queensland, they, they need to be congratulated because they have got some of our best greyhounds heading up there yeah, why wouldn't you absolutely and some of these greyhounds include uh, a fair few of Anthony as a party's kennels in this flying Amy classic he's got Fernando's riot um, whiskey riot obviously the litter brothers the Fernando Bell ready to riot litter then there is a litter that I know Anthony was really really excited about it was the first Zambora Brocky litter and that's seal the deal and no vacancy tell you what it's hard to split the two of them to tell you the truth i was looking at them in comparison side by side and i have to say still the deal for me is probably the faster one yeah i think he's uh, broken 25 seconds on three different provincial tracks um Warnable, Ballarat, Shepparton, I think, which is an incredible effort for a young greyhound. He'll step out from box eight. Um, Steve White's got a good hand too, obviously, with uh, Gwydion and Sinachi. Gwydion in heat one uh, off box two at, at a $5 shot. She had box eight uh, at the Meadows uh, on Saturday. She just, I think, is much preferred on, on the inside. And Sinachi, well, his win in the derby a couple of months ago was absolutely outstanding. I think it was the fifth fastest time ever at the track. Yeah, absolutely. And look, we haven't seen Sinachi since he was scratched from the Harrison Dawson. And heats the week that we actually had Stephen Bruce White on um, on the show. There, of course, um, Sinachi and uh, Gwydion. I, oh, I knew I was going to muck that up, but I didn't. Um, oh, so they're, they're little siblings, Fernando Bale, Rhonda Rock. So, look, I'm very, very excited to see what these greyhounds can do. And we do have to mention, too, another interesting contender is Black Opium. She's in the care of Tr- Tony Brett at the moment. She hasn't been seen for a little while. I think it was her, the Anzac Day Sprint or something at Sandown, and she finished last. So Yeah, it was look, just fresh off the Easter egg, wasn't it? Just quickly right. on Sinachi, um, took out a race at Bendigo on Friday, yes. I believe, Molly. Um, 23.98. Yeah, look, he... Um Look, he got into a little bit of trouble early, went around them, did what he needed to do. I think it would have been a nice little hit out uh, for Steve White. Uh, this is where the, the big stuff is. And Black Opium, I watched a video online where she trialled 29.87 in oh, Albion really? Park for Tony Brett. She looked really, really good. Um, look, she seems like she's back to her best and she's obviously going to be a very big contender, especially with her Sandown Cup, sorry, Melbourne Cup and Australian Cup form uh, under her belt. Exactly. So that's fr- um, Thursday night in Brisbane, Albion Park, five heats of the Flying Amy Classic. And the Brisbane Cup, of course. Yeah, we've got two heats also held at Albion Park on Thursday night. Ella Enchanted, she is just so impressive at the moment. We spoke um, just after the Sandown Cup about how impressive her cup win, uh, her cup um, placing was. Yeah, it was. And, you know, she got box one on Thursday night, $1.85. Look, I think I think she's in with a really, really yeah, good Yeah, she's hard to beat. She backed that up with a very fast win at Sandown, didn't she, yeah. in the 41.40s. I mean, it was good to hear Robbie speak about Tornado Tears again. Again, uh, on, a, on a Twitter feed saying that yeah. the Greyhound is uh, seemingly uh, very well. Um, he goes back to a track where he holds the track record. And, and Dinah Chance has just been racing so well, hasn't he? That he has. We look forward to those uh, big Brisbane races. We'll cover them on next week's edition of Off the Leash. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. Yes, for Greyhound Racing Victoria on RSN, you're with Andrew Cuse. And, of course, uh, Molly Haynes and George Ferruja, who together collectively in their involvement in the greyhound racing industry, might come up to a quarter of the total of years that uh, 
Marg Long has been involved, and uh, it's not former general manager yet. She still is in charge at the Meadows, but she joins us on the program to have a chat about, well, her uh, upcoming retirement. Marg, thank you for taking the call this morning. That's absolutely fine. Happy now, to be here. Um, Marg, it's Molly here. Now, after 27 years at the Meadows, why the decision to retire now? Because you are, you've just offered so much to the club, and I just can't imagine the club without you. Oh, I think it'll all be good. You've got to go sometime, Molly, and that's now's as good a time as any. Made the decision about 12 months ago and said um, 12 months, that'll that'll do, and, you know, you need to move on. And there's a time for everybody. This is good time for me. Marg, uh, George here. Uh, good morning. I've got a really sad Molly in the uh, office here at the mo- <laughs> on the RSN studios because you are a, a, a big uh, part of uh, her reason uh, to be involved in grain racing at this level. Um, look, there would be a lot of career highlights uh, over the time. You've uh, been in charge of a few different tracks. Would I'd, I'd have a guess, would one of them be to see um, what the Meadows is today? I mean, you were there for the opening of it and, and, and the way the track run- is run at the moment and obviously being involved in the way it's run on some of those big family nights i think would you sit back and just be really proud of your efforts you know being uh you know at the base of that and uh, being in charge of all of it oh yes i think you know i really love big nights i think they they see um you know the result of a lot of work put into those into those nights and into your carnivals etc i love things like the great chase i think it's just probably one of the best things we do in the industry it gives so much back to the community um and yeah, it's been a it's been a good ride, really. You know, to get where we are from Olympic Park and and you know see the venue as it is today, it's really pleasing. Had the opportunity to upgrade it a couple of times with extensions and what have you, and and they've worked out well for us. But yeah, have a lot of pride in that. I can imagine. Now, one thing I know that would just be an absolute highlight for me would be a Hall of Fame induction. Now, you're inducted last year. What, what was the feeling like having your name put aside some of our greater, greatest administrators? And it's pretty humbling, Molly, I've got to tell you. Uh, and it was quite a shock on the night. I, I, I don't think I could think much. Simone was interviewing me and I, I really couldn't even remember. She said, what do you do outside ground racing? And I stopped the words, which is not generally my... <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> it was it was very very humbling and and you know great thrill really. So yeah, you know I think there's a lot of good people out in this industry who should be in there and and probably should be in there well before me. But anyway, it it was whoever put me up. Um, that was very nice. So something yeah. to remember. Now, Mark, the Olympic Park move, of course, Olympic Park uh, closing at 1996 and then the development of the Meadows. Can you take us about your memories uh, during that period and how big a task that was uh, to uh, to relocate? Oh, it was massive, really. Um, we looked at somewhere around 85 sites around Melbourne blocks of land, um, Putsgrey Oval, all sorts of things, really, that, that you know, we to find the right place for our new home and... Uh, after all that, we finished up at the Meadows, where we are now in Broad Meadows, and um, set about running a, a design competition um, to get a number of architects on board to see, you know, what we could build that may be a bit different, but maybe serviceable as well, obviously. Um, and a chap from Adelaide, Jeff Mann, he was he was a successful architect, uh, hence we've got the building we have today. 
quite a lot of around corners in it. Makes it interesting when you go to do things. But you know, it's a pretty spectacular <laughs> building, and and so so much so that it won the Architects Award in, uh, for Best Industry Development that year. So that was pretty great. Um, I think it was it was a, a very much a learning time for me because for six to eight weeks we spent a really intense time just working with engineers every every different component of the building to actually make sure that it you know that it worked and how it went together and um, the end result of that was fantastic. Now, well, it, we had a bit of a rush towards opening night, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now you seem to have a real community feel when it comes to the meadows. You spoke about the great chase, but even something as you know, not as simple, but as opening up the design to you know outside people to to come in, and you've got a really great relationship with the Hume Council down there as well. Why did you put such importance on creating those local and community relationships for your club? Oh, I think that they're, they're good for your business. You need to be accepted in the community and um, that's the core of how you go about it, really. It, it's, you know, make yourself aware how so often you need counsel yep. and they've been very good with us. They, they support and um, sponsor our human community night, that's uh, Hume Cup, and have done for a lot of years now. Uh, so I think it's good to work with them and we've had a lot out of that. Marg, been uh, obviously a long time in the sport and you would have seen some absolutely fantastic greyhounds uh, uh, go around, not just at the Meadows but across Australia as well. Is there a couple that spring to mind that uh, you love to watch race? Oh, I hate judging dogs against dogs because I think things change so much. But I, I think Brett Lee was probably, he was to me, he was the, the ultimate sort of dog, you know, and Obviously, his record will stand forever because he ran over a different distance there. Um, but there's been many over the years. And, look, I just appreciate all dogs, really, and I appreciate what trainers do. It's, it's a pretty hard gig, 27, uh, 24, <laughs> 24 hours yeah. a day for a week. So, um, you know, it, it's it's a, a big job and, and they do a fantastic effort. No, I have to agree now. I suppose do you, people throw around words like role model and, and icon in regards to you, Marg. Is it, is it hard to hear hear those words and being referred referred to, you know, in such a, a highly regarded manner? Well, it is, Molly. I, I don't feel, I can say I don't feel comfortable. I, I don't recognise myself as that. So um, if I can help anybody along the way, then I'm happy to do it and, um, you know, and and whatever you can do to help the industry, that's that's in that category as well. But yeah, I, I'm not sure about I'm not sure about role models and icons. Not too sure about that at all. Well, I think you do. You have earned that title. I do have to say, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Take your word for it, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Marg, uh, another obviously an exciting chapter in your life. Uh, what what happens now? Do you um, sort of just take a step back uh, once you you do end up finishing at the Meadows? Step back from grain racing for a little while. I've spoken to you before about a couple of trips overseas. I've seen some photos of you uh, floating around Italy, having a lot of fun. Is that something on the on the uh, wish list? Going back overseas for a little bit? Yeah, we are off to America on the tenth of July. Just on three weeks, which will be nice, off to Nashville and Vegas and San Francisco and Hawaii, and then we'll come home. Um, So that'll be a good start. And, um, yeah, let's just see what eventuates after that. 
Will you be training at all? Will we see your name alongside any no, dogs? Will you be no. out on the track handling? <laughs> no training. No room for kennels in our backyard. Not at all. <laughs> There's always room for one. <laughs> Marg, all the best. Obviously, you still have a number of weeks and you still are in charge of the Meadows. So uh, we thank you for your time and enjoy the farewells and uh, congratulations on your great career. And uh, thanks for taking the call this morning. Thank you. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Marg Long uh, joining us there. Molly and George, is Marg the sort of person that will attend many meetings going forward? And uh, whether she wants to or not is totally up to her. But do you think we will see her trackside for many nights and so on? I, I'd hope so. Oh, not not that. I, I'd hope she has still some affiliation with the industry because yeah. she's, um, she's been involved on, on so many different levels and, and would offer some really sage advice to a yeah. lot of people. But she's on reference groups for breeding and, and training yeah. and, and she's got such a good grasp on on everything greyhound racing and there's not many people that actually have that open-minded view no. so she is so vital to greyhound racing moving forward from an event and a um, a, a venue perspective, from a welfare perspective, and from yeah. a racing perspective, can do everything. She's she is, so she's, she's amazing. Fantastic. Maybe and she I, can do some catching and earn five bucks yeah. or something. Oh no, no, none of that. I don't think she'd be doing that. But look, she uh, just personally, she has been fantastic for me. She. Uh, what, you never know. Wonder what Marg's thinking. She'll tell you. She's yeah. absolutely really forthright and all that. But tough but fair. With yeah, that well, absolutely. But also, she's willing to listen to other people's opinions, and she's been awesome for me in my role. And I know a lot of people that have worked under her at the Meadows feel the same way. So we, there is going to be a gaping hole, but um, we do have to move on. And uh, yeah, look, we, we're going to welcome Ash in, and we'll see how we go. Yes, Ash yep. Baker, of course, from Werribee in the yep. racing industry. Look forward to chatting to him in our final uh, four. Or Five minutes, a few other of our regular segments, and uh, the Watchdog Form Service. How's that faring, George? Yeah, especially uh, good at Geelong. Uh, six out of the 12 winners uh, on Friday night, including Jabrina, who went 25-42. See, he's such a talent, that Greyhound. Yep. And that was uh, part of the uh, AFL halftime special, which uh, was really good. Uh, yeah. I know I'm uh, not, obviously not a full-time employee of the GRV, so I can have a little bit of flutter on that. That was <laughs> that was good fun. And short note, at $2.80 at Geelong. So uh, to get the best Greyhound form and expert selections, as always, download the Watchdog app. I do want to really um, quickly mention the AFL halftime special. This is something that's going to happen um, pretty much from now on, it's a bit of a relationship with GRV and TAB. So um, we're going to correspond a special on a Friday and Saturday night that runs between half time. So that'll be on the GRV website and and TAB website. So hopefully we can get some interesting bets up and see see what um you know other interests we can spark in greyhound racing. Well, a big clash Hawthorne and Essendon this Friday night. So uh, <laughs> certainly be watching. There you go. Uh, speaking of being able to tip and bet. Post a career. What's this uh, new segment starting in August? Marg Long's long shot. No. <laughs> I Just, think that'd be great. There you go. Longy's long shot. <laughs> Speaking of long shots and favourites, uh, what are some of the big bets at Tab Molly? Look, there was ten thousand dollars on it. A dollar seventy on Mapunga um, Maggie at Sandown. It was the best of the night. Twenty nine fifty four run. This was her seventh start for th- for her third win. So pretty impressive. She, there. she went good. Best of the night. She got a lot of pace, doesn't yeah, she? she out does. of 
uh, Mapunga Rosie, who was a terrific chaser for Ange and Jeff. Uh, 5500 at $2 on Drifting Away. Uh, another one uh, for uh, Angela yeah, and yeah. Jeff Britton. Sandown uh, on Thursday in 29.62. He too, Ollie having his sixth start. Yeah, and better luck, better luck next time. One unlucky punter had 10000 on at $2.60 on Golden Devil. That was sale on Sunday. Unfortunately, the Greyhound finished unplaced. And Jabrina Helios finished second by length at Geelong after one punter had $6,000 on him at $1.55. Yeah, no, that's a, a hard one to swallow, that one. And a round of applause for the uh, the punter who had 500 at $10 on Belt Up Libba having its second start. Ran fourth on uh, debut at Bendigo and then uh, got the chocolates on uh, start two. All right, our litter of the week, Molly. Uh, Fernando Bale Hightan. Now, I've been really excited to see Hightan have this litter of pups. I know that they have had they were very, very um, into Fernando Bale when she was running in the Cranbourne Cup Series. She did finish third to Orson Allen. Look, she's a 29.58 second bitch at Sandown. A 30, she's a run 30 second at the Meadows. I think she's a really handy bitch, and I really think that she has the ability to throw on. Oh, there was a period there too, Molly, where I think she won about five or six on yeah, end, didn't she? Yeah, that was just before Cranbourne Cup campaign. Yeah, she does go back to, um, well, we can call it Paul Bartolo's dam line, yeah. uh, going back to Leprechaun Yap, who's thrown champions yeah. like Betty's Angel. So pedigree-wise, absolutely nothing is lacking. Yeah, she's also a litter um, sister to Vital Force, who's trained by Peter Prosciutto, I believe. Yeah, that was a good litter. A gap dog of the week, Molly? I found a greyhound by the name of Jacob. He's a five-year-old black male and he raced under the name OK Jake. He had 105 starts for 13 wins, 16 seconds and 15 third placings. He raced over the six and 700 metre distance. And the gap girls tell me he can be a little bit shy to start off with, but he is a very, very enjoyable dog to have around. He'll be happy to live with or without another dog and humans over the age of 10. So if you're interested and you think that Jacob could be part of your family, um, go to gap.giv.org.au. Remember him racing a lot at the Meadows, okay, Jake, over the distance. And yeah. handy, I think he had a couple of handicap starts Absolutely. for Derby Fisher. Yeah, good finish. That's the first time in the rundown I've seen you say the term humans over the age of 10. <laughs> is it? I, I heard you scripted as best with an older family or not with young children, but uh, as opposed to what being with... Extraterrestrial or Martian? Yeah, look, I'm not I, sure. I suppose so. <laughs> humans is so PC these days. Yeah, yeah. look, you got to change it up. There every you go. Now and then, well, there'll you? be a lot of humans going <laughs> along to Sandown Park. I've seen a few non-human types out there later tonight, <laughs> but twenty uh, second of June, lots of humans there for the uh, Gap. Uh, Day. Yeah, absolutely. There's also a foster care drive too. Foster What's the caring. foster care drive about? Look, it, it's just sparking the interest of, of people in in foster care. It is such a vital part of getting greyhounds successfully into homes. They're often coming from a kennel situation where they live a very structured life. So kind of learning, um, you know, to take day by day, you know, out in their own space and, you know, working to other people's time frames rather than everything working around the dog. So, Foster caring is so rewarding. I, I'm, you know, I've done a few myself, so I really, really can't recommend yeah, it anymore. We, we've probably got enough ourselves, but I mean, for other people, for sure, uh, for other humans out there, that'll be fantastic. <laughs> Maybe Marg will be able to take a few at her home. Great to have her on the program, and you can hear that interview again on the GRV website linked to us and RSN if you want to hear Marg Long's interview. Uh, Molly and George, enjoy your week coming up, and uh, we'll you speak too, next week. This has been off the leash for Greyhound R- Racing Victoria on RSN. Thanks. For listening.
Want to hear Off The Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.